Look at how they massacred my boy and listen to the Godfather Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are the Godfather Godfather Minute Minute Brothers. Brothers. Talking about Minute 123 of the Godfather. Alex, a minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Ventitre. 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 You got it. Uh, 123. You got it. Uh, I like the American 123 better. Oh, you do? It it? seems like it should be 1, 2, 3 or whatever. Oh, really? It's like minute 1, 2, 3. Yeah. It seems like that should be the, uh, the, uh. Or maybe it should be minute, uh, Monday, Tuesday, (laughs) Thursday. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, that's next time. Today we're talking about minute 123. Mm Mm-hmm. Minute 123, the the elevator descends into the basement of Bonacera's corpse valet warehouse. The room reeks of death, formaldehyde, and regret. Vito Corleone, an aged olive oil importer, enters with a gruesome entourage. His German-Irish personal attorney, Tom Hagen, two anonymous funerary (laughs) drones, and the body of his oldest child, Sonny. Corleone explains that he doesn't want his wife, the deceased mother, to see her beloved boy, who only yesterday, it seems, had come home from his first day of school beaming with pride that he curb-stomped a Polish kid who was going to giving him lip about not wanting to pay up as he is now, as he now lays before them. Even Bonacera is surprised. Were it not for the scowl on his face, the bone bagger's expert eye knowing he died fighting... The younger Corleone was all but unrecognizable. The bullets had made industrial-grade beef out of his guts. But Bonacera, ever the professional, maintained the tender yet impassive facade that his customers had come to depend on. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Looks like a bad news. What? That's not going to fit in the posting (laughs) box. In the summary summary review? I think we're only allowed 400 characters. Okay, I'll try to trim it down. Did, did you write that? <laughs> yeah, you wrote that whole thing. <laughs> totally, yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Totally, yeah, I was describing what happened. Don't, yeah. don't take this the wrong way, but that was professional grade writing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank, you, thank you very you much. Packed a lot in, well, you packed a lot in there. Yeah, I want to hear how uh, Puzo writes and how he describes the same thing. <laughs> yeah. We'll see who wins. Yeah. Well, I hope you you hope you bring that. That zest, that energy to all your minute summaries now. Oh, okay, I will. I mean, I packed so much I, background. It, in there. it never even occurred to me to uh, to, uh, to to try to. Okay, I wonder if you wrote out that detailed description for every minute uh-huh. and 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 strung them along as one big story with like that the be, audio book. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's a, a description of the book, right? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't do any of the dialogue. The cliff notes. I, the cli- yeah, there you go. It's a yeah summary of yeah. each of each uh, minute. <laughs> I have a few 
few. I, I take umbrage with a few of the descriptions in there. So is, is now the time to do that? Yeah, sure. Example. We want okay. to. We, if we're setting the stage, we want to make sure we're both talking sure. about the same stage. Well, my summary was was much simpler. A Santino's body is brought to the funeral parlor. Ouch! That's a little blunt, isn't it? Don Corleone asks Buenos Aires to provide a service. Oh, that's much yeah. more. Yours is much more sanitized. Uh, <laughs> well, sanitized. Er, early on. Wait, could you yeah. reread it? No, I'm just uh, early on. You said the room reeks of death and i oh, think death I, formaldehyde and, and regret. regret yes hmm i feel like that's a, a personal interpretation you added there and you, you strayed from the the objective summary by by putting by writing regret well i was going by we knew we talked about last week how there was a delete a, a scene in the book and that was written for the script but not filmed of bonus era Mm. When they call him in the mm. middle of the night mm-hmm. and he's saying to his wife, Oh my gosh, what if you know, why did I do yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, I thought I thought you were referring to the regret of Don Corleone. Oh no, no, having no. gotten his family involved. No, in this no, mess. I meant of uh, of of Bonus Era. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, 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 I guess I was thinking because they have all those close ups of Bonus Era's face looking yeah. all like intense. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I, res- I rescind my comment. Okay. There was right, another good. one in there. Um, I can't remember what it was. About Sonny's first day of school. <laughs> uh, about the no, scowl. No, I love the history of, of <laughs> Tom Hagen. <laughs> the scowl. The German-Irish lawyer. He does He does earlier say he is yeah, German-Irish. Yeah, no, that's so. documented. Yeah. But <laughs> awesome. Nice job. Thanks. That's great. Wow. Anything else for this minute? Uh, no. But, uh, <laughs> I do have plenty of things from the book. Okay. I, I, and listening back to last week's episode, I realized... I should have talked a lot more about Bonacera's the background in him at the moment he received the call, which okay. still is, spills in over into this minute. Yeah, sure, we can talk. So about we can talk about some of that yeah. stuff. Should I jump into that? Uh, well, let me. I, I don't have much on this minute, so okay. I'll let me do my uh, bits first. So, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, as the narration mentioned, there's there's two funeral workers and Tom Hagen. Yeah, are there no um, are there any button men involved in this? Mm-hmm. Well, in the book, as we're about to see, Puzo wrote that there are no funeral parlor employees there. Those are all Corleone henchmen. You know, that's what I thought, too. But they look like they're wearing funeral director jackets. Yeah. Like they're wearing like a vest that looks like a like Maybe. more like a uh, like someone who works there. Or something. Maybe but, Tom had given them instructions. You're to wear you know, suits <laughs> as if you're a funeral parlor directors. We need to give you the cover of employees. Mm. Oh, yeah. There you go. Maybe. I like. Uh, yeah. Or maybe for all this time, he's been forcing Bonacera to actually hire button men as like ah. as like, you know, padding out the payroll kind of thing. You know, like, oh, we're actually going to come in now. <laughs> yeah. Boss, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. That's the regret Bonacera has, not the not getting yeah. involved but hiring these button men. They, they, they know how to embalm the body. I thought when they said buttons, they meant buttoning the clothes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the, so the other question was that who knows in the Corleone organization what is, who, who do knows? you think knows at this point? That Santino is dead? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, as we learned last minute, Don, uh, Don Corleone was giving instructions to Tessio and Clemenza on what to and Hagen what to right. do next, and part of that yeah. included informing. Oh no! So this is still the same night, uh, presumably. Yeah, this yeah. was right after. Yeah, because Don Corleone in the last episode, at least in the book, said we have yeah. to give him a, a burial. Let's get started tonight. Right, something like that. So although so for guess, all we know, maybe like two weeks, maybe he's like, I'm so I'm so sorry, Don Corleone. We only have the next mm-hmm. opening is two weeks. Yeah. Well mama, no, mama knows. Oh, I'm sorry, because she's that's she not was my inconsolable. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I bet all the other crime families know. Yeah, that's true. I guess once you gun them down, that. you would be telling everyone that, yeah. that that Sonny got gunned down like Causeway. Probably yeah. be on the newspapers. I bet mm-hmm. they like a story like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. When the elevator comes down and they come out, mm-hmm. I really like the old old fashioned in- inner door of the elevator. It's that metal lattice. Yeah, the uh, the you know the the, 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 the el- elevator operator kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole separate inner door. Yeah. I am, I recall being on some elevators. Uh, my college at SVA, uh, the only elevator in the building was one of those. One of the was one of those like a freight elevator like that. You had to close the inner gate first. No, they had to have. Then... There was a guy on it operating oh, wow. it all the time. Yeah, because oh, they couldn't take a chance on someone yeah. not you know. So oh, it was such a pain in the ass because a it was so slow, mm-hmm. and also like. It was the only elevator in the whole building, and you could only get like you know, like maybe like eight, ten people on it or something. But when you're in a whole school full of classrooms, oh, yeah, they, you know, right. oh, it was in the school building. Yeah, itself? the school building. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like a, it's like an eight story building. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, um, it's not like all those uh, nerdy cartoonists are going to come extra early to class just to get to the get on the elevator. There, on time. there are the film. The film, you know, um, the the film theater where mm-hmm. they showed films mm-hmm. in the school was like on the like the seventh floor. Oh, cool! And um, we had this teacher who was enormously obese, oh. and uh, so when the elevator like was broken down, he couldn't come to class because he literally could not walk up the oh, stairs to the to the to the uh, to the place. Wow. So uh, yeah, the things you remember, right? <laughs> the things you remember, <laughs> Michael. He's had great times. We've got elevators. I had a teacher. He was tremendous. I mean that. In every sense of the word <laughs> oh that's, that's crazy uh so the only other thing i had was about the bonus era's funeral parlor i don't know if you have any information oh, i got about a bunch that. about it. okay yeah. so why don't you mm-hmm. take over sure yeah let's know what puzo has to yeah. write about this well before we get there the the cinema cinema part of it i i really like how what do you make of don Corleone's statement i want you to use all your powers and all your skills I like it. Hey, I started wondering the difference between those two and why he said that. Well, it's funny because I think last week you mentioned that um, you said, oh, it's like they're taking the the uh, elevator down to hell. Yeah. And I think that this whole scene, I think, has that feeling to it. So by saying use all your powers even makes it sound like a supernatural thing. Yeah. Like he's like a super, like he's a, you know, like the devil or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. which, of course, Don Corleone is really the devil. Yeah. Really. Bonus Air is the one in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess they're both in hell because this, this Don's son just died. But yeah, uh, yeah I like that. Usually, usually your powers and skills. Totally. And yeah. also goes to our, you and I always do our, in the bonus content, always do the D&D stats for, mm-hmm. so that's oh, kind of like wait that. to talk about that. It's going to be a great <laughs> one. Yeah. A question for you. I'm, yes. Do you think that was really Jimmy Khan on the stretcher? I was wondering that myself. I actually looked it up and could not find any information. Yeah, it's I'm going to say tell. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna to say yeah. Tell. I'm gonna say he'd want an opportunity to be in the room with Marlon Brando while he's doing his big, yeah, his big speech and everything. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah, great. I think it's so. Just wondering if they had back then. Did they, I'm, I got the impression that nowadays they have more stand-in people. I think they had them back then too, yeah. but you know, I think uh, just depending on the circumstances. I think you can see his face. They show his face, you know, at least a little bit, and I think it looks like him. I, mean, I guess it could be someone just wearing a uh, sunny mask. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, oh, it's Fredo or John Cazale doubling 
as as Santino, the Wait, actor. Oh, the actor is yeah. doubling that because uh-huh. I guess he has nothing else yeah. to do during this time. He's yeah, out, he's, he's in Vegas. He's out in Vegas. <laughs> if you look carefully in the upcoming Vegas scene with mm-hmm. Fred, Freddy, you still see some of the the dead Santino makeup on his face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those continuity errors. <laughs> All right, let's hit the book, Alex. Got All right, tons of great stuff. So, like I said, I'm going to go back a little bit to uh, Bonacera. Flashback. Right before he, it's really, really kind flashback, of a flashback. It's right before he receives this okay. phone call. So it's so you're gonna put in the flashback music there. I don't know if I have any flashback music. I mean, you're right. Some music, I'll, flashback music, that, and put it in there. Well, I'll flashback, write the music then, and then play Whoa. it now. Yeah, <laughs> he's not the only one with supernatural power. <laughs> nope. Okay, uh, some odds and ends. Uh, there's a whole chapter about Bonacera and his work. I'll. I'm going to bring up some of the highlights. Uh, Bonacera kept his hair dyed black. Hmm. An unheard of frivolity in an Italian male of his generation, but not out of vanity, simply because his hair had turned a lively pepper and salt, a color which struck him as unseemly for his profession. Hmm. Not interesting. So do you think when he retires, he's like, I can finally stop dyeing my hair. And then he <laughs> yeah. turns out he has a luxurious head of red hair. Oh. What could he do? Bonacera's hair is black. Uh, Let's see. Okay. uh, Over, uh, so Bonacera's drinking coffee and he's with his wife. Over coffee, he thought about his poor daughter. She would never be the same. Her outward beauty had been restored, but there was the look of a frightened animal in her eyes that had made him unable to bear the sight of her. And so they had sent her to live in Boston for a time. (laughs) Time would heal her wounds. Pain and terror was not so final as death, as he well knew. His work made him an optimist. Hmm. And interesting. It's got to be a strange. It's got to be a uh, take a specific type of person to be a be in the uh, corpse valet yeah. know, like, line of work. Could you ever do it, Alex? Could I don't you? know. I, I I really honestly don't know. I mean, I've I've very I've been around many dead bodies, so I don't know if it's the kind of yeah. thing we're after. You How could you've been around a lot? You haven't? Or you I have have, not been. I have not been. No, no, I have not been. Yeah. So, okay. so, so I don't know if it's the kind of thing where the first day you're like, oh my God. And then by the end of the day, you're just like, it's, yeah, I might as well be dealing with it's just a, like a side of beef. Yeah. Being a butcher shop. Yeah. yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Hopefully I, th- I, hopefully I, I think, want to find out. I think Bonacera would take umbrage you comparing the funeral parlor business to a bu- to that of a butcher shop. And you know what? I'm glad a funeral director would, but from the outside it just does <laughs> yeah. not seem like it's all a, meat and bones. Yeah, it's all a little bit of makeup. <laughs> the only thing separating us from the animals. Yeah. Or a whole lot of makeup in Santino's case. <laughs> they should have okay. showed uh, Sonny's face and he had like all like bright red lipstick. Like he's really heavily made up like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want his mama. I don't want his mother to see him like this. Make him look like Lucy, his girlfriend. I love Lucy. (laughs) And then finally, when Borna Sarah opens the casket at the funeral or the the seeing, uh, you hear like, hey, Lucy, the sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Collective gasp. (laughs) It'd be like that in like a minor key. Or, <laughs> how would that go? How would how would that go with a minor da, key? Da, na, da, I'll go higher. Instead of. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> that sounds like the Twilight Zone, you know, the golden earring. <laughs> no, it does, yeah. So, who would have guessed the Twilight Zone by golden earring was just uh, the I Love Lucy theme in a minor key? <laughs> hey, you know, maybe there's a, you know, they say all rock music is. is it's three notes. It's, yeah, it's all permutations yeah. of what already exists. Yeah. I wonder if, if any songwriters go about doing it that way. They take a popular song and they switch the key and go from there. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a, interesting. Yeah. I know Dylan in his autobiography wrote about some, sometime in the 80s when he was starting to kind of flounder yeah. or lacked inspiration. It was the song, 80s right? and I was starting to flounder. <laughs> I rambled on the songs I thought I could. <laughs> he, came, he wrote that he came up with some kind of formula. Uh-huh. It sounds kind of technical. Sounds very I don't recall it and I couldn't Mike re- Lovian. <laughs> Yeah, it was something, something that had to do with numbers and patterns. This song's and, about surfing, man. That's what we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Mike Love's pattern was take a, a, a Chuck Berry song and, <laughs> and write it for white kids. <laughs> Just change the key and you'll make it for yeah, white yeah. kids. <laughs> so what did you make of that that last sentence I, I said that Puzo had written? His work made him an optimist. Uh, Could, do you, does that make sense? Would would cutting up bodies make you into cutting them up? Make him sound like he's a butcher. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's an interesting uh, his, yeah. his work, and not even that he was an optimist, and that's why he got into it. But his like his he, work, he, he does not seem an like an optimistic guy. But that's because we always see him in these very stressful, <laughs> negative situations. Oh, Buenos Aires, you're, you're always so down on things. You want people killed. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. It's funny to imagine that most of his life is carefree and he's a relatively happy guy. But the only, literally, the only time we ever see him. Is, um, so, it, why does it make him an optimist? Yeah, is that your question. Why would working around? I guess you're maybe just, because he knows he will never him. go broke because they'll always uh, there's always going to be dead people. Uh, Although I'm sure Bonus Era would, would take umbrage with that as well, because he'd be like, you know, he has to stay competitive. There's other. It's not like there's not other yeah, funeral people to go to. You gotta, yeah, you gotta. Uh, I mean, people are killing to get into that business, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so I want to point out that's the third time we've used take umbrage with this episode. <laughs> it's a theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what else you got anyway, for us? Uh let's see. Before I take more umbrage. Oh, we got tons more. Uh, so a little bit more background. It was more than a year since uh, Bonacera had put himself in the debt of the Don to avenge his daughter's honor. And <laughs> wait, then, wait, he got into a debt, Don debt for his daughter? <laughs> Don, that, oh, his daughter's Don that's debt? That's the name of the episode. What was what? it? Don's. Uh, his, we just Don, said it. Da, his daughter's Don debt? Don. Yeah, sure. You'll, right. you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. Okay. The details. I'm writing it down. It had been a year since he had put himself in the debt of the Don to avenge his daughter's honor. And in that time, the knowledge that he must pay that debt had receded. Oh, He's probably thinking, oh, well, maybe I know how to repay it. Expires after a year. Everyone expires. knows that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's expired sentence. 
<laughs> Expired debt. <laughs> he had been so grateful seeing the bloody faces of those two ruffians that mm. he would have done anything for the that he would have done anything for the Don. But time erodes gratitude more quickly than it does beauty. Oh, do you think um, when Bonacera saw their faces all beat up, like his professional eye was like, oh, they could cover that make, they could cover oh, that makeup? Yeah. That's not so bad. It's just it's a class yeah. three, you know, uh, yeah. base to cover the bruises. <laughs> yeah. Polly and his men don't do a good job. <laughs> I could easily clean that up for that man's mother. <laughs> Oh, that'd be the Where is Polly? Let me see him so I can tell him what he did wrong. <laughs> uh, I could see the irony is that when one of those boys dies, yeah. he's brought to Bonacera's oh. funeral parlor, and his father says, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want his father to see him like this." And then Bonacera makes him look even worse. <laughs> Draws a wiener on his face, oh. like <laughs> Sanka logo. <laughs> So do, wait, and then, then Sanka don't even pay them. The the parents <laughs> of the of the kids must know about the whole. You know, they went to court and everything. So I assume whoever the guardians, whoever be responsible for the funerals of the two boys, would know that Bonacera was the family. Well, the boys aren't dead. No, but, but in this oh, situation, in this you said if you had to go, if one of the boys died and was brought to Bonacera's oh, thing, see, yeah. <laughs> They wouldn't. They wouldn't bring him there though, because they're sure they know that that. Yeah. Probably. Unless they're like, hey, maybe that'll be a way to make amends, because you know yeah. we feel bad that our kid, you know, yeah. Let's, let's let him. Yeah. Draw all clown makeup. Put yeah. all clown makeup on our kids. It's not his fault. His his yeah. daughter was such an American slut that she was just doing teasing <laughs> boys. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Um, Bonacera felt sick. So. But yeah, it must be weird being a funeral person or a um, cadaver a cadaver jockey. Because like when you Corpse look at valet. people all the time, you must be like, huh, what would I do if they died right now? Oh, wow. Yeah. How do, or you how know what? They, you, maybe you're just like so used to you. are like, oh, everyone looks so lifelike. Oh, I know. <laughs> when you see them in the when you see them in the parlor, they're all like still <laughs> yeah, and you know, know. perfect. <laughs> I see a spinoff, Alex. Ooh, Bonacera. Yeah, Bonacera. You know what I learned that Bonacera means in Italian? Uh, don't tell me. Oh, isn't that like good morning or Good something? night. Good night. <laughs> oh, perfect. yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good night. That's great. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, he was sick. Uh, Bonacera was surprised that the cold... Okay, so Hagen calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bonacera was surprised at the coldness in Hagen's oh. voice. The consigliere had always been a courteous man, though not Italian, but now he was being rudely brusque. brusque. Mm. I just want to point out that Bonacera pointed out he, he was courteous, though not Italian. <laughs> that interesting? So is, this isn't the middle of the night, then? Oh, uh, this is the evening, yes. Oh, so the, the evening. It's not like he's waking up Bonacera in the middle of the night. That's right. Okay. Yeah, because then it would have been fitting if he had t- he says Bonacera. <laughs> uh, dun, dun. Oh, Why don't so you take Tom- a salt and pepper hair and come over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one more thing about uh, Bonacera. Do you think when he's ever taken a step, he's seen people in real life says, "You look per your skin look you look perfect right now. You should die right now. No <laughs> yeah. makeup would be needed." Let me take a picture of you. <laughs> So Hagen and Bonacera are talking, and Tom says, "Don't have any people who work f- for you there. Send them home. If 
So I want to point that out, okay. which we did earlier. Uh, I'm not sure why. I think probably because he's a high-profile crime, yeah, I guess crime boss. Guy, probably because the Don doesn't want, yeah, Don doesn't want strangers to see him blubbering like a little baby. Oh, you think? Do you think that's why? Probably, I was thinking like pit stories in the paper, the tabloids. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, they don't want anyone taking any accidental photos mm-hmm. or accidental photos. And then Tom says that would be ironic if they did take pictures after Sonny was the one who broke the camera. Oh. Through. <laughs> <laughs> a fitting, a fitting bit of revenge yeah. for the photographer. It all comes full circle, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Hagen says, "If you have any objections to this, speak now, and I'll inform Don Corleone. He has other friends who can do him this service." Oh boy, he's trying to let him know. Well, you better give him a good deal, otherwise he's going to go across town. So what would you have done? If you're a bonus there, Hagen's giving him an out. I would totally do it. You would do what? I would I would say, no, no, no. You know. Well, you are as smart as bonus there than Alex. Yeah, you don't wanna you don't want to turn him down once you yeah. know, once want a favor. You don't want to turn him down for a favor once he's uh once you've said no. You know what I mean. And this may be his way <laughs> to pay the his uh, Don's daughter debt. Yeah, exactly. You want to get that? Uh, you want to get that? Uh, the Don's daughter debt done. Done. All done. <laughs> Puto writes. Amerigo Bonacera almost cried out in his fright. Ah, <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> For a funeral director, he's very thin-skinned. This guy. A <laughs> ghost. <laughs> How can, how can you think I would refuse the Godfather? Of course I'll do anything he wishes. I haven't forgotten my debt. I'll go to my business immediately, immediately at once. Hagen's voice was gentler now, but there was something strange about it. Thank you, he said. <laughs> said so gentler. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the dawn never doubted you. The question was mine. Oblige him tonight, and you can always come to me in any trouble. You'll earn my personal friendship. Wow! So this so isn't the, that interesting. The chain of of uh, indebtedness continues because yeah. now now Tom is the one who's in debt to Bonacera. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, Bonacera so is going to be like, "Oh, I need you to notarize this for me." He's going to take advantage <laughs> of it being a lawyer, <laughs> and then Tom's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> cried out right. I only have one client <laughs> so this is the second time I think in the book where we see in the book you don't mm-hmm. see the movie where Hagen is doing deals Side on his deals. own mm-hmm. sort of leveraging favors yeah. and, and services because he does that to uh, Johnny Fontaine when He's talking to him out in California about yeah, producing yeah. films because Tom even says, oh, you know, I'll help, yeah, I'll help to, s- to fund your movies <laughs> yeah. and all that. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. You don't really see that in the movie yeah. so much. Puzo writes, this fright, oh, so, so Hagen said, oh, I, you know, you, you can come to me. Yeah. This frightened Amerigo, Amerigo Bonacera even more. <laughs> <laughs> he stuttered. <laughs> The Don himself is coming to me tonight? <laughs> yes, Hagen said. Then he's completely recovered from his injuries? Thank God, Bonacera said. His voice made it a question. Thank God? It sounds like that, yeah. There's no question mark, but there was a pause at the other end of the phone. Then Hagen's voice said very quietly, Yes. There was a click and the phone went dead. Isn't that the strangest exchange there? That is weird. I don't know what I totally make of that. 
What? That? What? So, it sounds like Buonasera is asking, so did he recover from his injuries? Yeah. And then Hagen pauses. Why does Hagen pause and then say yes and then just hang up? Well, because doesn't he say something about thank God? Yeah. He said, then he's completely recovered from his injuries. Thank God. His voice made it made it sound like a question. You know, so Buonasera says thank God. Said all of that, yeah. So then maybe Tom's like, yeah, thank God he's like, Tom maybe didn't want him to recover. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's or I, I've interpreted it as yes, but kind of like he's kind of recovered from his injuries. Right. Yeah. But he has to say yes because yeah. all the other crime felonies need to know that he's back and strong. Oh. Because then Fredo's the only, That's true, is the next yeah. one in line. I see. Yeah. Okay. But Don never would have paused. Don would have... The pause, I think, portrays that maybe Hagen's questioning whether Don is fully recovered. Okay, yeah. Which is a strategic mistake. Because now Buonasera is going to go to Barzini and say, Hagen, Hagen, here, pause. I don't know if the Don is as strong as so you're saying. Portrayed. you're saying Tom shouldn't have shown pause. <laughs> <laughs> At least he should, he should have waited till the morning. <laughs> yeah, that was probably would have been better. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Bonacera was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he's not soiling himself. He's not, he's not pulling it a Lugabrazzi. <laughs> it was great how he stuttered, too. Uh, okay, then there's a bit about him preparing. He goes to the funeral parlor. There's a little background information about the funeral parlor. So Puzzo wrote that the previous owner had had in the front of the funeral parlor a bunch of steps to get into it. And it was really hard for, uh, as he writes, crippled and old people to get in. Mm-hmm. And so they used to ride the they used to ride the elevator to get into the funeral parlor. So capable people would walk up the steps. Got it. But cripples and old people and old people would ride with the casket that would go right up into the funeral parlor for the viewing. What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Is elevator like a uh, service that hard to do that they can't bring them up? They can't bring up the them up in separate things. Old Puzo writes: Old and crippled mourners, determined to pay their respects, had found the steps almost impossible to mount. Okay, yeah, not that far. <laughs> so the former undertaker had used the freight elevator for these people, a small metal platform that rose out of the ground beside the building. Okay. The elevator was for coffins and bodies. It would descend underground, then rise into the funeral parlor itself so that a crippled mourner would find himself rising through the floor beside the coffin as other mourners moved their black chairs aside to let the elevator rise through the trap door. That's so weird. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine being in a room and the coffin comes up and there are a few people on that so, platform? So if you're like, what if you're like 10 minutes late for the funeral? You're out of luck. And, and crippled? And crippled. You're they're, out of luck. They don't lower the thing again. They don't have like a second like round of letting no. people they like keep... an intermission where they let more people come in and, and get their seats. And then the lights flash and yeah. people go back up. No, I think it's... Wow. Don't. Yeah, that's it. Sounds like OSHA or whatever needs mm-hmm. to get in there. No, what is it? The Disabilities... Uh, America with Disabilities yeah, Act yeah. needs to get in there and... Uh, uh, then when the crippled... So this is after the viewing. Then when the crippled or aged... Mourner had finished paying his respects. The elevator would again come up through the would again come up through the polished floor to take him down and out again. 
Oh, so but, I guess it would come up. They would move the casket and the mor- the crippled mourners off the elevator, and then it would go down, and then the trap door would shut, and then afterward it would come back up again. Oh, I guess so. But also, I'm guessing this is based how, on. Yeah, I'm assuming it's too. based on a real. But yeah. also, Bonacera, your how many of your customers are old? Well, this is the previous funeral director. <gasps> Oh, the previous funeral director used to bring so people had, up the elevator. Yes, so okay. everything I just described was the previous one. I'm glad he's the previous one because that's a very stupid system. Well, that's what Buenos Aires yeah. said. America puts a right. He said, Buenos what's Aires. the matter you face? <laughs> <laughs> so Buenos Aires asked Don to do him a favor to rebuild that whole mm, system. Wow, that's an elaborate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got people in construction, don't we? Hey. Butzerites. Bonacera had found the solution to the problem unseemly and penny pinching. Totally. I'm not sure why it was penny pinching. Because you just build a specific elevator for well, the no, cripples. And, that's not what they did. Or put a ramp in, at least. So he had had the front of the building remodeled, the stoop done away with, and a slightly inclining walk put in its place. But, of course, the elevator was still used for coffins and corpses. Okay. So... It's a corpse elevator. Yeah, it's a corpse elevator. Corpse valet <laughs> using the corpse elevator. Yeah. So I think, who knows? Maybe Buenos Aires was the, 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 pioneer. the pioneer in creating ramps mm, and complying yeah. with a now modern ADA laws. And there's not even a plaque or a statue. <laughs> Actually, I don't know for sure there might be. There might be. Puzo writes, Buenos Aires is still right before the dawn comes in. Uh-huh. Buenos Aires went to the office, sat at his desk, and lit up a camel. Hmm. One of the few times he had ever smoked in this building. And he's smoking in the, in the earlier scene when he's at home. But it's interesting, Puzo Wright wrote a camel. What do you make of that? A camel cigarette. Yeah, I know. But is that, did people just refer to cigarettes as camels? Or is Puzo getting paid for this? Or is Bonacera getting paid? Oh. <laughs> we know, we know Sank is already. Yeah, he can only smoke official camel. Uh, is there a, in the book, is there a little, um, like, a trade, trademark or trademark symbol? No. Or a hyperlink that will take you to the website? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What do you think? I think it's probably uh I think it's probably product placement. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Paramount's making more. Well let's see, does it, does it say logos. does it say he lit up a camel? It's smooth, <laughs> refreshing drag, calmed him while also getting him ready for a busy day. And you made him sexier. <laughs> He would not have been able to face Don Corleone without the (laughs) satisfying, relaxing effect of the cool camel cigarette. (laughs) The Don, arriving, sipping a Sanka, (laughs) the whole section's all productly. Uh, Puzo writes, for the last year, the Corleone family had waged war against the five... Oh, this was another thing. Against the five Against families? the five great mafia families of New York. Oh, interesting. And the carnage had filled the newspapers. I'll have to look back in an, in an earlier chapter about, about that war. Uh, that'll be my homework. Okay. So clearly there are six families, right? I guess so, but I thought earlier they mentioned the five families and stuff. It must oh, he, the, In the context of the Corleone conversations, they must always be referring to the other five. Right. And, but it's in capital letters. You would think it would... The, the great capital mafia families of New York. All right. We'll ask. We'll answer. We'll answer. Okay. I'll, we'll look it up. For, we'll have to do that in the bonus mm-hmm. content. So another, <laughs> another portion of the section I wanted to point out. So it had, the war had been in the newspapers. This is great. Many men on both sides had been killed. Now the Corleone family had killed somebody. So this is bonus era, not knowing what to expect. 
It's like, oh my gosh, now the Corleone family had killed somebody so important and they wished, that they wished to hide his body, mm-hmm. make it disappear. And what better way than to have it officially buried by a registered undertaker? And Amerigo, Amerigo Bonacera had no illusions about the act he was to commit. He would be an accessory to murder. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> order, order. Yeah, and he's worried about a trial and his family being dragged through the newspapers, all of that. It's bad enough that his, his daughter got him, them into all this trouble to begin with. Yeah. So this is even more bad publicity for him. <laughs> Business, well, business will have to. Well, business will have to suffer. Oh, Santino <laughs> said that. As long as my personal doesn't <laughs> suffer. Puto writes, and then Bonacera thought of something even more terrifying. When the other mafia families found out that he had aided the Corleones, they would treat him as an enemy. Oh, so he's getting they'll be outcast. <laughs> oh, in the community of in the, funeral directors. Yeah, <laughs> I get to no clients. They're all dying to get in. They're all dying to use my competitors. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, they would murder him. And now he cursed the day he had gone to the Godfather and begged for his vengeance. He cursed the day his wife and the wife of Don Corleone had become friends. Mm. He cursed the daughter and America and his own success. Wow. And then his optimism returned. Oh, that was a quick, <laughs> that was fast. We weathered that storm, okay? As, could, as the coolest smoke of the camel <laughs> flooded his lungs, he realized none of this matters. The camel cigarette brought back his optimism. <laughs> it could all go well. Don Corleone was a clever man. Certainly everything had been arranged to keep the secret. He had only to keep his nerve. For, of course, the one thing more fatal than any other was to earn the Don's displeasure. Mm-hmm. He's famous for his Yelp reviews, Don. He's a, <laughs> he's an, he's a uh, taste, no, what is it called? Influencer. influencer. Yeah, I'm an influencer. <laughs> 20,000 Instagram followers <laughs> ready to come here to your business. That's a lot in 1947. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Keep in mind, Instagram was a mail order service back then. You had to get the pictures mailed to you every day. Sonny, if they offer you this, this digital <laughs> online platform, you take the deal. If the old man dies. A lot, a lot of money in them pixels. <laughs> and let's see. Oh, okay, so they all arrive. One difference in the book, Alex, is that Clemenza enters first. Hmm. And he searches the, ro- the rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leaves. Then, then Clemenza leaves, and then all these other people come in, just like in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue is very similar. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, Don Corleone says, I do not wish his mother to see him as he is. Don Corleone went to the table and drew down the gray blanket. Amerigo Bonacera, against all his will, against all his years of training and experience, let out a gasp of horror. <laughs> <laughs> Mama! Mama has he really seen worse than this? Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, he, like he if totally someone got like, run over by a truck or something <laughs> and they'd be all like, I mean, although a thousand gunshots has got to be a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, uh, especially and then when they kicked him at the end. That's true. When well, they kicked him in the face. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I guess for we, you and I are so desensitized to this kind of thing, but it's an everyday Joe seeing someone murdered like that. That would be yeah, but he's not an everyday horrifying. Joe. That's true. He's, he's he got, sees you know he's sure he's seen all sorts yeah. of uh, machine I guess act, that's industrial accidents. It. <laughs> it's the power of it. Is someone who is so 
desensitized. Yeah. Like he is to death. Even he is horrified. Yeah. It amplifies the drama. Or he was just doing it to make the Don. He's like, oh, that's it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were telling me something bad. <laughs> so you had to make it seem like this is the worst thing that's yeah. ever happened to anyone. He probably does that whenever anyone comes in. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, my daughter has died. <gasps> oh, don't say that. Well, then when he sees the body, I yeah. think he does that because he's hoping that will raise his tips in the end. <laughs> oh, or, or he never got used to it. Like, every time he's like, back in funeral school, like, he would yeah. always, uh, you know. I inherit this business from my father. From my father. I never wanted it. I have no stomach for this. <laughs> I said, you talk about my future, <laughs> my father. <laughs> oh, by the way, I think when the, when the, the, the board, the camel cigarette board of directors mm-hmm. read this whole passage, uh, they, they were really upset because the, the cigarette was supposed to calm him, but it's not Oh working. yeah, clearly making him up. <laughs> His throat was scratchy and... <laughs> <laughs> He got he got trade by uh, by uh, like uh, uh, a different a different company like yeah. uh, Marlboro like oh, yeah. up the price and then they start bad mouthing oh, camel. That'd be great. You know, camel those stinky animals or stinky, <laughs> smell disgusting. Puso should have pitted them against each other every chapter. They mm. are as an alternating Bidding cigarette war. company and mm. it's uh, yeah. Well, no, they're, no, they're all paying ads. But then Puto says, hey, you know, in the next chapter, I need another cigarette, and this character is going to be even cooler. Do you want to <laughs> buy? Do you want to buy that chapter too? Oh, wow, it's really uh, <laughs> it's going to turn into open open market. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Puto writes, Bonacera let out a gasp of horror. <laughs> I think we're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> On the embalming table was the bullet-smashed face of Sonny Corleone. Oh, just his face? Just his face. <laughs> the left eye, drowned in blood, had a star fracture in its lens. The bridge of his nose and left cheekbone were hammered into pulp. For one fraction of a second, the Don put out his hand to support himself against Buenasera's body. Uh-oh. That's great how symbolic that is. So you're leaning on the funeral mm-hmm. right? See how they have massacred my son, he said. Oh, that's that's next week. They didn't say that? He didn't say that this week? Uh, no, that's, that's, oh, that's okay. next week. I'll reread that next, okay. next week. <laughs> well, thanks for spoiling it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> That's all I got, Alex. Uh, the only other thing I had was the, um, I think this is in the, maybe just in the video game, but uh, somewhere on the Godfather wiki, it says that his funeral parlor, known as Bonacera's, mm. is next to St. Patrick's Old Cathedral, huh. which is, I guess, in downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I guess near must be near Little Italy where, uh, or, you know. Anyway, so, uh, but that church is not only where um, he gets baptized, not only where the baptism happens, oh. but also when Michael receives his award from the bishop in GF3, oh. it's that same church. Awesome. So, wow. uh, so there you go. So it all ties in. Wow, it so is. Bonus era. It's a, it's a neighborhood film. It's a neighborhood trilogy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so great. what do you want to uh, rate this one? There's a lot of grief. A lot of grief. A lot of bad blood. Okay, I got mine. Ready? Yeah. One, One two, two, three, three four, five. Yeah. What is it you wish me to do? <laughs> it's great. It really is 
Just great. What do you think? I guess. I guess he in the movie he doesn't seem as worried that he's going to have to murder somebody or that he's going to have to. I guess he's kind of relieved when it's sunny because he's like, oh, well, at least I'm not, I'm not an accountant. No one's going to be mad at me that I'm mm-hmm. doing this. From yeah. It's not like I'm burying uh, yeah. uh, Barzini's son or something. Yeah. He never yeah. talked to Barzini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't. He never okay, talk to We can't Barzini. cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, so, okay, there we go. That was a great minute. Mm-hmm. Got Brando to act in shops. He, yeah. Yes, he's been gone for a while, but now he's back and better than yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, great so, act, Great acting. Just the grief on his face. His do you, do you guys voice. agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Do you think Bonacera was a better actor in this scene? Go over mm. Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub and face, on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about any Godfather stuff. Yeah, and rate us on iTunes or any other platform where you download the episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll be, and until then, I use all your powers and skills. all your skills. Because I. Oh. <laughs>